Welcome back to Showbiz Unscripted. Today we'll be looking at the films that we saw in 2022 and what we thought. Now the list isn't really from lowest to highest, but it has, by the time we get to the end, you'll know what we like the best, I think. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with a couple of Marvel films, Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange. Now we saw both of these, no, we saw Doctor Strange at the Cineplex Mm -hmm. and we saw Thor Love and Thunder at the drive-in. I liked the first Thor film that was directed by Kenneth Branagh. I liked Thor Ragnarok, directed by Taika Waititi. I thought he did something different there. I was looking forward to this. I love Chris Hemsworth in the part. I thought it was great they brought Natalie Portman back. The film just didn't work for me overall, though. Same here. Um, I've seen most of the Thor movies. I think the only one I haven't seen is the second one. And from what I have watched, I really do like the Thor movies. He's probably one of my favorite superheroes. However, when we saw this, I was expecting something that just wasn't here. And I feel like there were a couple of things that they did that were funny, like the goats. But then it went on too long. And I will say that there were some parts where it was funnier than others. But as the movie went on, they just kept on using the same joke, which I didn't enjoy. And I mean, I know they did that on purpose. I'm going to be honest. I laughed out loud every time those goats did what they did. But I did think it it kind of strained. It, it got close to annoying after a while. Because had, had there been other things to support it, then I wouldn't have minded. If I was, jo- if I was enjoying the film as a whole, I wouldn't have minded it. Right. It would have been like frosting on the cake. But it it turned out that was the cake. So mm-hmm. there wasn't enough there. Doctor Strange was interesting. I was really expecting a lot from this film, especially after Spider-Man No Way Home mm-hmm. because of the, the character's interaction. And I didn't feel like this necessarily worked. Um, Wanda would be your big concern. I'll let you address that. Yes. What I thought was interesting was Sam Raimi I like as a director. And, you know, he did the original Spider-Man films. And I think they wanted, you know, he gave it this kind of a horror... Mm-hmm. There was an aspect of horror here, which he is known for, but I feel like they reined him in a little bit. They, I think at first they were giving him carte blanche, and then I think maybe Kevin Feige or the studio kind of reined him in, and so we got kind of a hybrid here. So it wasn't full-blown Sam Raimi, but it wasn't regular Marvel, and the mix we got didn't necessarily work for me, and I thought it was a bit of a mess. Yes, I agree. I feel like what they were trying to do with this film is kind of there and it gets iffy at certain times but i feel like overall it just didn't really work well with each scene didn't go kind of together and it just felt very i don't even know interesting. well it didn't it certainly didn't go with wandavision right you know wandavision created this character of wanda in a certain way and it felt like and from what i understand the writers didn't watch wandavision and i think that was a mistake because yeah. the character was very, very different in this, and it, and there were certain things that were completely ignorant of what had happened in Wandavision. Mm-hmm. I feel like mainly what they did is they didn't, they didn't pay attention to the backstory of each of the characters, and I feel like if they had, it would have been a very different film. And I know you walked out really upset because of how they handled Wanda. Yes, I did. Okay, Jurassic World Dominion. This was another film that we saw at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. It was a 
it was a decent night at the movies. Nothing, not really memorable. I think what was most memorable for me is they brought back the legend characters, I guess we'll call them, and I enjoyed that. They wound up with a very big cast. Nobody I didn't specifically like, but I think it was really hard to serve that many characters. Mm-hmm. Of the Jurassic World trilogy, I thought this was the weakest of the three, but it was okay. I haven't watched all of the Jurassic World or Park movies but i will say that this one i was expecting i had high expectations and i shouldn't have i feel like it's a very different movie than what i was expecting and i feel like overall it just wasn't a great film now good luck to you leo grand is a movie i saw you would never watch this and what i liked about it was emma thompson i thought it was really cool that they would tell a story from a character in her situation, at her age, this particular type of story, this is not my type of story, but the character work from her, I think only Emma Thompson or Helen Mirren could pull this off um, and make it believable, make it workable on screen. And I thought the actor who played Leo Grand was also good. Not a bad film, interesting film, great character study, um, but very different. So it was okay. Hocus Pocus 2, you saw, I did not. Uh, Truth be told, I've never seen the original Hocus Pocus. I just don't have any interest in it. I was a little too old, maybe, when it came out. Never got into it because I thought it was probably a kid's movie. And I've never actually seen it. So I had no interest in seeing this, but you did watch it. Yes. My mom made me watch Hocus Pocus 1. And to be fair, I wasn't paying attention during the whole thing because I just really could not get into it. And I know most people are going to get mad at me for that. However, I feel like Hocus Pocus 2 was definitely a letdown. If you did like Hocus Pocus 1, I feel like this didn't live up to the original. And even though I didn't like Hocus Pocus 1, I actually think that one was probably better than Hocus Pocus 2. And I feel like Hocus Pocus 2 had certain scenes that just didn't go well with what the movie was trying to do. Okay. Now, another film that you saw that I didn't is Turning Red. Yes. So, I wasn't going to watch Turning Red. I really had no interest in it, but my little sister Everly loves animals, and she wanted to watch the Red Panda with me. So, I watched it, and it is not a good film. (laughs) I, the Disney handled it very interestingly and i feel like the red panda was definitely the best part and it was very cute but other than that i really didn't like anything that they had done and i feel like my mom enjoyed it because they had certain things like the tamagotchi and four town which was a boy band so it's more like from her past if that makes sense none of it made sense to me but i didn't see the movie so okay um sounds interesting Causeway. I'll t- I'll deal with Causeway and Raymond and Ray at the same time because they're both Apple uh, TV Plus films, and very interesting. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in Causeway, and then Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor star in Raymond and Ray. And in both instances, this is a situation where you have these actors that have done these huge uh, blockbuster films. And they've had these large roles in those films. So that's the type of films they've been doing. And here, these are kind of stripped down, very down-to-earth characters that they play in these films. And I think it's very much like it used to be when actors would go back to the stage. 
so that they could, you know, really get into character and, and kind of get away from the Hollywood kind of situation and into a character study. And in both cases, I think it's very successful. I, I enjoyed Jennifer Lawrence's performance in Causeway. Um, that was a film that ended and I wanted more. Like it, the way it ended, where it ended, I wanted more story, although I know what they're doing there. It's similar to Fall. When we saw Fall, you wanted a little bit more yeah. closure. I wanted a little more closure here. I thought it ended a little abruptly, but I did like how she she's, you know, there's no glitz here. Same thing with Raymond and Ray. I thought Ethan and Hawk and Ethan Hawk and Ewan McGregor were great in this. They play brothers. Interesting story. Neither one of these stories is uplifting, I'll tell you that. But great character studies, great work by the actors. Nice to see them in something stripped down and, and allowing them to kind of stretch their acting muscles a little bit. So I liked it for that reason. The Gray Man, Ryan Gosling. It's a it's an action film. It was on Netflix. I remember, you know, it was an interesting diversion for e- for an evening. Definitely a streaming film. Um, Ryan Gosling, as good as he is, doesn't seem to to really pull in an audience or necessarily always get films that I think are worth his talent. Um, this one was heavy on the action, not so much on the plot, didn't give him a lot to work with, but I thought, you know, Ryan Gosling always does a good job. Not the, not the greatest film in the world. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Ambulance, although I, I enjoyed Ambulance more. Ambulance had his style over substance, certainly. Um, but I enjoyed it. It it kind of kept me, not on the. I won't say it was on the edge of my seat, but I enjoyed it. it kept me engaged for the film. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. This is the film that's probably going to garner a lot of awards. People love this film. People, uh, a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of people say, and I don't disagree with this. This is the, um, you know, Doctor Strange in the uh, universe of multiverse of madness, right? But everything everywhere all at once actually creates a more interesting multiverse and it does it very well. Performances here are great and it was wonderful to see Ki Hai Kwan back, you know, uh, after seeing him last in The Goonies and Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, he comes back and he, you know, he has a great performance here. So I don't know that I was all in on the plot I, I don't feel that, but I really did enjoy seeing the characters, the actors, and I did think it was a better multiverse film than Doctor Strange. So Marvel could could take a note here. Um, really quickly, RRR was a film. It's a Bollywood film. Lots of action, lots of style, uh, a fun diversion for an evening. I, re- I really enjoyed it. It was like reading a comic book kind of thing. Uh, the two lead characters you rooted for. I really kind of enjoyed it. So there was. It, it's a fresh... Bollywood has some fresh stuff that they're that they're throwing out there, and Netflix carried it. I think it was on Netflix that I saw it, and I enjoyed it. Um, let's let's get something for you because a lot of these I've seen. <laughs> let's talk about um, the Lost City. Yes, I originally wanted to watch this one because I saw the trailers for it, and it looked pretty funny, and. It did live up to its expectations, at least for me. I thought that there were many funny scenes and the plot is so... I would not expect it, but it was very fun to watch and fun to go through. And it kind of felt like you were there with the characters. And I was on the edge of my seat. Sandra Bullock is not just a good actor, but a smart business person. She she knows how to mm-hmm. market a film. She knows what will sell, what people will be interested in. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought she was great in it. And this film, along with Dog, which is another film I saw that you didn't, kind of 
gives a bit of a, I guess, a comeback in some ways for Channing Tatum because he's playing a different kind of character in these films than he would necessarily in a film like Magic Mike, which is a film you would never see, um, not, not, not while I'm around. And um, I thought, you know, it gives him credibility as an actor here because he shows he can do comedy. Dog is a different kind of character, uh, a character for him as well. And, you know, gave him a nice little comeback, I thought, in a lot of ways. Downton Abbey, A New Era. I saw as a Downton Abbey fan, I did enjoy the film. I thought it was kind of like going, it's kind of like a holiday with relatives that you haven't seen in a while. I guess sometimes that might not be enjoyable, but in this case it was. I liked I liked seeing these characters again. Um, the story was a little lighter this time, a little, uh, as far as like a little more threadbare of a, of a plot line. And, you know, Maggie Smith's uh, character, you know, has... Um, there's a development with her in this that, of course, most fans, you know, aren't thrilled about, but you knew it was coming, I guess I would say. Uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Dakota Johnson. Uh, nice turn for her. Very different, different kind of storyline. Uh, didn't go where I expected it to, which was interesting. This is another one of those films. I believe this is another Apple uh, TV film. I really enjoy these. Uh, Apple TV is kind of my go-to right now for a lot of series and films. I, I think that actors are getting a chance to do that gritty kind of work that I was talking about earlier, where back in the day, they used to go back to the stage, to the theater to do this kind of work. And I think Apple TV is providing them with that opportunity. Spirited, we just watched. Yes. I actually did like this, and I think I liked it more than you did. You did. I <laughs> I thought it was funny, and I really liked Ryan Reynolds, and really all of the characters I enjoyed. I liked the Christmas Carol type of aspect to it and I liked how it was kind of it was definitely a Christmas carol in a different way which I really enjoyed seeing how they turned it into a different type of story and overall I just think it was a pretty good film and the characters were really good Ryan Reynolds <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds was very funny as always Will Ferrell has is a is an actor that I've come to appreciate more in recent years I really liked him in what was it fire Storm Euro song. What was it? Was that Eurovision? Eurovision. Yeah, I really like that film a lot. And then I, I, you know, I'll give him a chance in anything after seeing him in that. Uh, he was good in this. So was Ryan Reynolds. I really like the Ghost of Christmas Future. Was that the one with the hood? Yes. Yes. Very funny. Um, a lot of characters in this very funny. Interesting idea because they break the fourth wall a lot and they comment on it. Oh, there's going to be another song. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought the songs went on a bit much i i don't know that i thought the songs were memorable enough for it to be a musical i think i think the songs were weak yeah not I, the performance necessarily the songs themselves i feel like there was one song in particular that kind of went on for a pretty long time and i do agree with the memorable part i feel like i really don't remember the songs I'm, I, remember. I wasn't humming and i couldn't hum right now for you one of those songs could you I don't want you to. I'm just asking. Because no. <laughs> if you start, you'll never stop. It, it was okay. You know, it was it was fine. It, it, it was okay. Uh, going with the Ryan Reynolds theme, The Adam Project, very derivative, kind of fun. Uh, can't really remember the plot, if that tells you anything. But, I mean, when I watched it, again, it was another one of those, eh, it was for a two-hour diversion or whatever it was, it was fine. But it was definitely more of a streaming film than a theatrical film in many ways. So it was in the right spot. He's, I always find him entertaining, even in his film, even in films that aren't very good, he's usually very good in them. 
Mm-hmm. Haven't seen Green Lantern all the way through, so that that could break that statement down considerably. Death on the Nile. Uh, a lot of people didn't like this. I, I enjoy Kenneth Branagh. I think he's a great actor. I like murder mysteries. I'm kind of happy that between Death on the Nile and uh, uh, Knives Out, Glass Onion, and Murder on the Orient Express, it's a genre that's kind of coming back, which is kind of fun. So I enjoyed it. It was fine for me. Scream, the new Scream film. Scream 2022, I think. Maybe it was. I don't, I don't know. know. What, the new Scream <laughs> film. I had not watched the other Screams, and I'm planning to watch them especially after this one. This was one of my first horror movies that I've seen, and I did enjoy it. Now, I don't do particularly well with horror movies. I do scream a lot, but I do enjoy them, and I think it's very interesting, especially with the mysterious part of it, and I didn't expect what happened to happen. It was okay. Uh, Nothing's going to beat the original scream. I thought it was all right. I, I only remember like a couple parts of it. Yeah, I'm not a big horror fan, though. I'm really not a big horror fan. So, But I did like the first Scream because I thought it was clever in that it commented on itself, similar to what we were talking about with Spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they did it better uh, that way. Mm-hmm. Prey. Uh, Prey was a great film. I thought it was the best film in the Predator franchise since the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. I think that type of setting, that type of story will keep the Predator franchise alive if they choose to go that route. It could be very interesting to see what happens. Performances were great. The setting was great. Plotted well. Great story. I I really enjoyed this. Uh, I thought it was very good. Rosalind. Uh, This is a a minor character in Romeo and Juliet. I'm not sure we ever see her in Romeo and Juliet. Romeo refers to her. And here we get a bird's eye view, sort of a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern view of Hamlet. This is how we see Romeo and Juliet. It has a lot of modern uh, language in it and some modern uh, setup in it. A lot of purists of Shakespeare won't like that. I was a Shakespeare scholar in college and love Shakespeare. And, and I thought it was really fun. I thought it was an interesting take on it. I appreciated the humor. I thought the actress who played Rosalind was very good. Um, enjoyed it a lot for what it was. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. A great comedy. The Sea Beast, one of the best films I saw this year. Uh, animated film, great storyline. I thought it was better than anything I've seen from Disney, Pixar, or some of the other studios in recent years, I thought it was a real, it was in, because it was, it didn't talk down to its audience. It didn't, it didn't exclude kids from enjoying it, but it didn't aim strictly at kids or it didn't insult kids intelligence. So I thought it had a really great storyline and it's kind of one of those hidden gems. So if you can find it, which you can, the sea beast would be something I recommend. I, I recommended it to you, but I don't think you've had a chance to watch it. No, I did not watch it. And we're kind of going up here, so I'm going to have to handle this one, too, because you didn't see it. 13 Lives, Ron Howard, uh, really Viggo Mortensen and uh, Colin Farrell. And again, some gritty performances here, some very down-to-earth gritty performances, similar to Raymond and Ray, different setting, of course. True story of a soccer team that's trapped in some underground tunnels, which are flooded, and how the country kind of rallies around it, and other countries send people to help and get them out. Very, very low-key direction from Ron Howard, which I really appreciated. I thought that was, I thought it was, I thought it was a great film. I really did. I enjoyed it. Um, 
uplifting, but in a different way than you would expect. Um, and I didn't really know the story. I, I, I obviously it was alive during the story, and I'm I'm kind of ashamed that I wasn't familiar with it. But I was really like pulled into this, and um, of course I knew what was going to happen because I sort of looked it up. But it still it kept me in. This really did keep me on the edge of my seat. And boy, you can't breathe well when they're underwater for as long as they're underwater. I, I have trouble breathing when I watch it. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Okay, you could take the next one because I know you love this film. Speaking of having trouble breathing, mm-hmm. fall. I really liked this film. Definitely one of the best that I've seen this year, for me at least. And I feel like the actors were amazing. And it was very suspenseful, intriguing. And I was also at the edge of my seat for this one. And like my palms were getting sweaty. I was having a lot of fun, but also really scared for them at the same time. Yeah, the the cinematography here is incredible. Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like... When I say what I'm about to say, it's going to sound like I'm discounting the movie. This is a very raw film, and that's what makes it work is the actors are very raw in it, so it has a very real quality to it, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, visually and technically, it's very well supported, and it's a very well constructed and a very beautiful looking film, Mm -hmm. and it does, you feel like you're really kind of watching this happen, which makes it work as well as it does. This is not a horror film that's set up and and designed to make you gasp or scare you, Mm -hmm. but I'd say it's scarier than most horror films I've ever seen because of the real aspect of it. And I think we all have a thing about heights and boy, this plays on it. I mean, my knees got weak time and time again in this thing. And I would get, this is when we saw at the drive-in Yeah. and I was, you know, I was sitting in the driver's side and I was kind of pushing myself up. I was going to go over the driver's seat into the back seat at points because I was getting mm-hmm. so worked up. All right. And, and for me, the, truly the top film of the year is Top Gun Maverick. I'm a huge Top Gun fan. It, it goes back to the, you know, it was a huge part of my youth. This was everything I could have wanted out of a sequel and more because it was its own story. And I, I thought it, it did a great job of celebrating the original without doing fan service necessarily. And I thought the character grew and took, it went in different places, but they had little, little touches like when he's being sort of reprimanded by John Hamm's character, who's the head of top gun, John Hamm is looking out the blinds. Uh, uh, he's standing at the window, looking out the blinds and it's a rainy day. And it's, it, it mimics when Tom Skerritt's character Viper from the first film is scolding Maverick and he's looking out the window and, looking through the blinds on a rainy day. So I thought nice touches there, nice subtle touches, which celebrated the original, but a lot of growth, a lot of new characters, a great storyline. I mean, yes, people will say it borrowed from Star Wars, but really it borrows from 633 Squadron or Dam Busters, which is where Star Wars originally got the concept from. Hey, if it, if it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So, I mean, <laughs> it worked for me. I loved it. I thought it was a great yes. film. I also really enjoyed this. Again, one of my favorites this year, if not my favorite. You showed me the original Top Gun a while ago, and I loved it the first time I saw it. And ever since then, we've watched it a couple more times, at least a couple, maybe a few. And I just love it more and more. And seeing Top Gun Maverick, which we also watched quite a bit. And I went, I think, <laughs> 10 times to the theater, and then, of course, we bought it and we own it. So Yes, I really enjoyed it, and I think that watching Maverick again fly, is it's always fun to watch him. And I was also on the edge of my seat for this one. It was, it was 
a very fun film, and I really liked Phoenix, which was kind of one of the side characters, but a really good character. You know, when they got to a certain point in the film, and you thought, you know, they when they you know they went to the mission, and you thought, okay, and then there were still twenty minutes left of the movie, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, are they going to do this? <laughs> They're going to do this, and it was yeah. so fun and exciting. This put the popcorn back in the movies for me. This is the first film I went to repetitively in the theater this many times in a long time. I haven't seen a film that many times in the theater, but I wanted to, I kept wanting to see it on the big screen. I saw it in IMAX once. Uh, you made a comment when we left and you said it's going to be, it, for me, this is just like the original. No matter how many times you see it, it's still good. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. So I thought it was a great film. Yes. Now, there's a lot of movies we didn't see. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm kind of marveled out. Right, I think Marvel's oversaturated their market a little bit, so I I haven't gone to see uh, Wakanda Forever. I'm not really interested in Avatar because I didn't like the first Avatar. So we're kind of doing this maybe prematurely in some people's eyes, but we didn't see a lot of the film. We saw a lot of films, but we didn't see all the films, obviously. And there's some films coming up that are big films that I have no interest in seeing. I might not even watch them when they stream. I mean... Uh, I, I, I'm, I think James Cameron's brilliant, um, but I, I don't. I, I've seen Avatar when it was Ferngully Rainforest, I think. So for me, I'm not really interested in that. Top Gun Maverick for me. <laughs> me too. All right. Well, we'll we'll be back soon when we look at the shows that we watched in 2022. All right.